Welcome to the Living Your Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hale, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Roswell, New Mexico. I'm your co-host, Sean Lee. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to help you better connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Today, we have a very special treat for you. Pastor Kevin Price was our guest speaker on December 27th, and he returns to the mic so that we can talk about his excellent message that you can watch if you go to roswellgrace.com. Then we'll chat just a bit with our pastor, Rick, as he describes our exciting and powerful new series, Happy. For more information about Happy, Grace Community Church, or to get a look at what Pastor Kevin looks like, you can point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Okay, so let's get right into the podcast. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. You are listening to the Living Your Dash podcast. And today, Rick Hale is not sitting in the hot seat today because, Kevin, you are able to get my buddy, your friend, our pal, Kevin Price is here. And uh, so, Kevin, congratulations um, on year two of closing out the year, I guess. Yes. When Rick needs a closer, you're it. <laughs> Maybe so. He pulls uh, you out of the bullpen. He pulls me out and yeah. lets me usher in 2020. And that that it's like I said whenever I preach. I, I, I'm not sure that worked out very, <laughs> very well. That's right, because you closed last year. Yeah, closed and last look year. what we got. Look okay. What we had. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah, Kevin. You're welcome. So, you're welcome. So we'll see, ladies and gentlemen, if, uh, if 2021 is worse than 2020. He, he never preaches again. <laughs> you know who to blame. Okay. I know who I'm going to blame. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Kevin, thanks so much. Great message out of Second Corinthians uh, chapter 2. You had a fantastic little turn of phrase. Uh, you said good riddance. And we thought you all meant, yeah, good riddance of of what a horrible dumpster fire year this was. Um, you said, no, 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 no. Let's have a good riddance yeah. of some stuff. What did you mean? And what 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 was the genesis in all this? Uh, really just the fact that I, I truly believe and, and try to live by, by the, 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 the idea that how you leave one season is how you enter the next. And we all go through seasons in life and um, we are certainly entering another season. So that's how people portray the years changing. And uh, if we leave 2020 with a lot of baggage, we enter 2021 with the same baggage. So the idea is get rid of it in 2020 so that 2021 may be a little bit better, hopefully a lot better for people, but at least you're not dragging a bunch of stuff with you into the next year. Yeah, I love the phrase you said, you know, this past year was hard enough. Let's not take baggage into 2021. I yeah. love that. There's a lot of baggage we can take, Yeah, whether it is from the from the election or COVID or uh, all the arguments that you see on social media and out in the news and things like that. There's a lot of baggage that we can take, but uh, yeah. but we don't need to. It we're, doesn't have to be. Yeah, we're always going to have unfulfilled expectations. Absolutely. So we, yeah. we, we there is a biblical way to take care of that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, but I have a feeling that, that some people, they don't want to give up their baggage. Um, there is almost a perverse pleasure mm. in holding on to the mistakes other people made against them or the willful sins uh, that other people made against them or the perception of things uh, mm. that they have, uh, mm. that people have done against them. Um, what, what are the sources 
of that, that desire to say, you know what, I feel entitled. I feel justified in being angry. <laughs> One of the sources, I, I would think, this is just me, but I would think it, it comes from the fruit of the enemy, right? Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, pride is, would be a large one, uh, just not letting people go. And I think, too, not realizing how much we've been forgiven of. Mm. Sometimes we lose sight of how much we have been forgiven of, and we don't want to give that same benefit to others. So what is the source? I would think that it has to do a lot with pride, maybe just anger that we haven't dealt with. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, you know, when you don't, you said this, uh, what a great statement you made. And, and by the way, folks, if you haven't listened to this message, you need to, Stop the podcast right now. Go to RussellGrace.com and uh, find uh, uh, Kevin's message because you don't want to miss it. Um, but this, the statement that you said is that when you don't forgive somebody, you are really hurting yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's what Absolutely. a statement. Absolutely. I, I use the example that said, I'm sure that there's people out there that are, that are unforgiven to me or that have not forgiven me for things that I've mm-hmm. done for them. Or like you said, I loved what you said, <coughs> perceived things that were done oh, to them. Mm-hmm. I love that statement because, well, and um, and I'm sure, but, but I don't wake up every day worrying about that. It uh-huh. doesn't affect my life at all. But mm-hmm. I know that it affects their life because wow. Scripture tells us that it affects yeah. our life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't get up worrying about it, but I know that they do. So it does. It affects us. Right. You're a man of God. I know that if someone were to come and say, hey, I want to talk about this, you would seriously talk with it. Oh, sure. About that. As um, we all should. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you then went uh, a, a, an interesting direction that you mentioned something called CR. What is, what is CR? So CR is uh, Celebrate Recovery. And Celebrate Recovery is not really a, uh, so much as a rehab group. Uh, but it's a support group mm. for people that may be going through depression, anger, uh, drugs, or coming off drugs. And we just give them a place to fellowship and lean on other people that have been there, done that. I mean, because we're all going through mm-hmm. something. And so, yeah, so we meet every Friday at 5 o'clock to eat and 6 o'clock. And everybody's welcome. You don't have to wait to come in. Amen. But, Amen. Yeah, so that's what Celebrate Recovery is. Now, when you say you're always open, I mean, does that... In- that didn't happen on Christmas, did it? What's that? Uh, CR. Yeah, we're we're open every every weekend. We never close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every Friday we never we never not have a celebrate because the thing is is that we we didn't know how many people were going to come, uh, but if anybody needed us, we wanted our doors open because yeah. this is a very difficult time of the year for people. I boy, I so, so appreciate that. Yeah, and this Friday we'll have it as well Amen. On, on the new year. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I really appreciate that because uh, I think what I love most and what I've come to realize about CR is, um, I mean, your, your catchphrase is, is always, it's for people with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Yeah. Well, brother, I think that's 100% of us, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. I know that even from some of the things that I've picked up, I've, I've been so uh, benefited uh, by what you do, and so I should probably take more time and come on Fridays. <laughs> but let's get past that, okay? Because... I don't want to talk about principles one through five. You mentioned principle number six. Can you right. tell us what principle six is and why did you bring all that up? So principles, so there's eight principles altogether, uh-huh. right? And each one of them we go through throughout the year, right? Uh-huh. And uh, so principle six is all about forgiveness. Uh, we, we are to evaluate our, our relationships, 
uh, offer forgiveness to those who have hurt me and make amends for harm I've done to others except when to do so would harm them and ourselves. So the idea is that if we want to go to principles seven and eight, we first have to learn how to forgive because mm. unforgiveness will keep us from moving forward and doing the true healing uh, of what it takes. And what I mean by that is usually, not all the time, but usually when a person has an, a problem with alcohol or depression or drugs, it's usually stemming back. And you know this from counseling people. Mm -hmm. uh, it usually almost almost always 90 to 95 percent of the time and almost always stems back to something that was done to them that they have not worked through or not offered forgiveness to somebody mm -hmm. so if we want to continue to go to the next step and move forward we have to deal with the things uh the bitterness in our life the unforgiveness in our life yeah you know i remember this uh someone actually boldly said that bitterness holding on to bitterness and and unforgiveness uh, it, it will it's the linchpin of almost oh, everything and I remember uh, having a chat with a with a spiritual mentor of mine and he asked me about my relationships and things like that he was very keen about this and he said to me you know Sean after listening to your conversation about your dad you need to forgive your dad yeah and I thought what for <laughs> right. first of all I didn't feel like I was angry at him but it was very clear when as, as he picked it up in my uh, side comments that I was and, and you know what I was and I needed to to, to really I, I didn't have CR at the time I wish I did I didn't have CR to, to, to kind of walk through those things and so I love it that now there are these tools that we have that you offer for free right I mean nobody yeah. has to pay a thing no for no, free they, no. they just they can come in and, and talk about this yeah um Go ahead. Were you gonna say well, something? I was just going to say, and when people come in, sometimes they're shy about, you know, and I understand that. They're shy about what they're going to see or experience or something. And, <coughs> and you know, we don't, we don't call out people, and, you know, we okay. just let people process it as they go. And when you come in, you're going to find that there's, there's young and old, rich and poor. Uh, you know, we, we have it all at CR. Yeah. And everybody loves one another. It's, it really is a fantastic place to be. I love it. I love yeah, it. Thank I you so much for it. doing that and, and your whole team. So yeah, I, got, um, I, got, I have a great team. You do. You, yeah. I, I love them all. Okay. Let me move on. Um, how do we know? Speaking of forgiveness, how do we know when someone is completely forgiven? In other words, like... Um, you know, whether it's from God's point of view or from mine or the person I've offended, uh, I mean, how do I know? How do I know that's happened? How do I know that it's happened? Yeah. I don't know that I have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think I can answer it from this direction, which is how do I know when I have forgiven a person? Mm. Right? Uh-huh. And I think that I know... It's sort of like me and you were talking beforehand. I think that sometimes we, we, we hear people say, I could never forgive. Uh, you don't know what happened. I could never forgive. And, and I think that's a dangerous statement. I think maybe what we should be saying is, I don't know how to forgive this, mm. but with the grace of God, I'm willing to try. And we yeah. go to prayer and ask God to soften our hearts to forgive. And then sort of like, I love what you said. You said, I sometimes I don't always feel it or mean it. Mm. But by obedience, I at least offer the prayer of obedience, uh, forgiving by faith. I absolutely love that, forgiving by faith. And over time, we 
we have that come into our life. You know, this brings up an interesting story. I, I had a, I had growing up, I had a stepmother that was very, very cruel mm. um, to me and my brother. Now, my brother lived with her, uh, and uh, I did her and my dad. I did not. If you need to edit this out, you can. <laughs> but uh, this is juicy stuff. But no. I did not. And, but she was very, <laughs> she was very cruel. She really was. She was very mm. cruel, especially my brother. Not so much to me because I was only there every other weekend, and she knew my mother would tear her up. But, um, but over the years, uh, the manipulation, the cruelty, really set forward in my heart. And it was from a religious standpoint. Whoa. And I won't go into that part, because that is a little bit long. But but it was from a religious side, uh, the cruelty. And so it took me years to forgive her. And, mm. and I think I did what you said. And that's why I love it so much. When I realized how much, I, how much bitterness and how much that unforgiveness was driving my life, mm. Right with anger, mm-hmm. right. But I didn't take out my anger out on her. Right, I took my anger out on my wife. Mm-hmm. And for the first ten years of our marriage, my wife and Michaela, my daughter, and Kennedy, mm-hmm. and a very angry person. Uh, though the church family that I worked for didn't know that, my family knew that anyway. So it took me to do what you said: the obedience of faith, forgiving by faith, even though I didn't mean it, even though I hated her at the time. I knew for me and my family, if we were going to prosper and keep staying married, mm. that I had to forgive that woman. And mm. over the years, I have come to that by faith that now I truly do. Now, she's not with us no more. She's passed. Mm. Uh, but I don't. But the reason that I knew that I had forgiven her is because during my prayers, in the back of my mind, as I was praying for forgiveness, I was not wishing harm on her. Mm. Or like when I found out she had brain cancer, I did not go, uh, she deserved that. Mm. Right? I had gone past that to, I hope she knew Jesus for real. Yeah. Because she's fixing to go into eternity. Yeah. And and I don't believe anybody deserves hell, I think. But we'll get into that some other time. But <laughs> with that said, my brother... Uh, he, I don't know that he has ever truly gotten over it, uh, and it has operated his life. Wow! And, Two divergent paths. Yeah, and it has. It, I don't want to say it's destroyed his life, but it's made it extremely difficult. Yeah, extremely difficult. Yeah, at some point. So I love that you brought. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, I just think that that point is so important. The what you said, the obedience, the the uh, forgiving by faith. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that the that the Lord Jesus told us that if you do not forgive others, yeah, the Father will not forgive you. It, it's it's Power, not a strong statement. I used to think that that it's it's like, well, he's giving us some sort of impossible task. And of course that's not true. It just it, it doesn't mean it's not easy. It just means that here's the truth. It's just like gravity. If you jump off a hundred foot building, you're not gonna float. Well, maybe you will for a millisecond <laughs> but eventually maybe. the harsh reality yeah, of, is of gravity of the sudden stop at the yeah. end yeah you're gonna feel it and, or water is liquid uh, yeah. uh things like that it's it's there's certain laws is what i'm trying to say yeah. and it, and as i think about how um if i hold if i harbor i, I love that word harbor because you're leaving a ship there yeah. Right, yeah, and absolutely. and that ship is bitterness. You, you can't just sink it. That's what most people try to do. They try to push it like a like a um, what is that thing called? 
a beach ball, right? Yeah. They try to shove it into the water so it's not there. Eventually, it's going to pop up. Yeah. I, yeah, that brings it. And, and, and I think that, too, I think the, um, how do I put this? The, the, the law that happens of what you're talking about is so true. And I think that what happens is, part of it is, uh, when we don't forgive, it hardens our heart. Mm-hmm. And when we have a hardened heart, we don't go to the Father for forgiveness or every area of our life. Yeah. Even to even to ask for forgiveness of certain things, so forgiveness is not given. Yeah, because we have not humbled ourselves. Mm. Sometimes when people hurt hurt us, we 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 always we we. Sometimes when people hurt us, we don't take the time to say to ourselves, and I and I think I understand this, depending on how on what they've done, but we don't always take the time to say. To humble ourselves and go, man, that person must be going through a really difficult time to treat another human being like that. Yeah. I wonder what happened in their past to make them like that. Yeah. That they would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's so important, just that, that empathy. And yeah, I think empathy. Maybe yeah. that's the, the switch. And, uh, and and part of, you, you guys weren't involved in this conversation, but that, that, that was part of the thing in, in terms of how do we answer that question? How do I know that I've forgiven? And and I think that the the whole issue of uh, at first I do I do forgive only out of sheer obedience, and I tell the Father God I don't feel like it, right. <laughs> I don't feel like they deserve it, I don't feel like I, right. I mean I guess you got to do what you got to do, but but <laughs> Father I don't but because I love you, yeah, and because you've forgiven me, and I know deep down that my sin is more reprehensible than theirs, yeah, then what choice do I have? Who am I? That I should not give that. Yeah, at least get on the journey of forgiving. Yeah. Because forgiveness is a journey for some things, uh-huh. right? Some yeah. things, I mean, people call me call me a name. I'm like, whatever, you know, and we yeah. move along. But when somebody close to you stabs you in the back or it's very deep, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a journey. But to say to say that we won't get on the journey, right? I can yeah. never forgive. I, I think it's a it's 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 a part of arrogance uh-huh. on our part to not humble ourselves to go. You 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 told me to forgive, mm. and they have hurt me. Yeah. So help me to forgive, soften yeah. my heart because I have a hard area. And when I get close to Jesus, I don't want a I don't want a hardened heart when I see Him. Amen. I want a soft heart. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to say to Jesus, and I don't know that I can do this. I hope I can. Yeah. Don't we all hope? But Absolutely. I hope I can look at him and say, I, I, I forgave everyone as you forgave me. Yeah. Maybe not as quick, Ooh. right? Yeah. But I, I didn't harbor, like you said, I didn't harbor any anything against somebody. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this question because it, it, it stems from your, your, you talked about restoration. So... Do I go to every person that's offended me and make you know make that conversation? You know, hey Kevin, I just wanted to let you know, you know, about twenty years ago, you really uh, wrecked my life, or you really stepped on my toes. Do I have to go to everybody and do that, or you know, I think that that's an objective thing. I think that Holy Spirit will guide you into what you need to do. I, I think this. I think sometimes we go through hurts, habits, and hang-ups, right? Uh-huh. 
And when we begin to explore those, or like one of our uh, steps that we take is inventory, right? And right. We, we've been through inventory, or you've been through inventory, so you know what I mean. Uh-huh. But we take inventory of our life, and we go, okay, I'm angry. Where did the anger start? And we can trace it back with help of the Lord, with help of Holy Spirit. We can trace it back. And uh, if we can, if we have a hang-up, bitterness towards that person, and we, and we feel like we cannot overcome that without a conversation, mm-hmm. then yes, I think we need to go to them. Yeah. However, with that said, does every relationship need to be restored? That's a powerful word. I don't know that every relationship needs to be restored mm-hmm. because I think that you have to take into account those that have been abused sexually, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. Those that have been abused, I would never look at you, Sean, and say to you, this person physically abused you. You have to forgive them and let them back into your life. Uh, you know, <laughs> go to coffee with them. And <laughs> I would never do that. Mm. Um, I think that that has to be a healing process between you and God and uh, and do what the Lord tells you to do in that situation. Right. I think sometimes those people that harm us, maybe they have passed away. Uh-huh. And one of the things that we teach in CR is that even if they've passed away, it may take a conversation with them. So we'll use the illustration of an empty chair and just talking to them. Uh, I know that when my father, when my dad passed away, I needed to do this. I'm not telling everybody to go do this. This is between me and the Lord. Uh So I went to his grave and I just had a conversation with him. Mm. I asked him for forgiveness for the things that I did to him because hmm. I was not a perfect child hmm. or an adult hmm. and I told him I forgave him for everything that, that I perceived that he had done to me whether whatever that came, whatever that looked like yeah and I left that place better yeah do I think he was there listening no I think he was in heaven enjoying Jesus right, right. but I think that for me I just needed that moment that conversation of healing yeah. And and I left better and I've never looked back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think that, that those are powerful times. Um some people write those things out. Yeah. Some people they have those this type of imaginary conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um but I appreciate that. Okay, real quickly cuz I know that our Sorry. time is, yeah. is going on yeah. here. Um but if you don't mind, could you comment on a couple of things? I really appreciate some of these. Yeah, these, I'll do it quickly. <laughs> these these powerful statements. Um, one statement was that that you said we give to those who don't deserve it, uh, not because of of the the type of payment or compensation, uh, nor the quality of their repentance. Right. Um, care to comment a, a little bit on that? Well, I, I think it goes with another statement that I made as well that. What what you know when I told the crowd or or even myself I was like what could someone truly pay you to to make your pain go Ooh, away? Oh yeah, another good one. Yeah, I think the 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 idea of uh, making forgiveness about compensation I think that actually makes uh, forgiveness uh, cheap. Hmm. Brings it down to the level that I can afford, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And the 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 issue just comes in that forgiveness is very expensive. Uh, because I have to let go. Yeah. And it costs a great deal many times to forgive somebody of something, especially those deep wounds. Um, 
But I do think the Father is the best example of this, and we cannot, by uh, the grace of God, the mercy of the cross, uh, and nobody can buy my forgiveness. Yeah. But I can give it to them. Yeah. And by giving it to them, I am more like Jesus yeah. than in many er- other areas of my life. When I just look at a person and go, you know what? We all make mistakes. Yeah. I, I think of, of the Lord Jesus when he, when he talked about um, blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, I am poor in the area of forgiving people. Uh, and so he says, okay, that's all right. I can cover that cost. Uh, but you've got to be obedient and you've got to make the yeah. decision to pull the trigger and say, I will forgive them. I choose to forgive. I think, you know, I think I think part of the thing is, is that the Lord gives us the grace to forgive people once we say yes to the obedience. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, uh, it's like going to an ATM machine. We uh-huh. don't get the money that we have <laughs> or that we need yeah. until we put the card in. Right, put our digits in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think it's whenever we, in a humble spirit, turn to the Lord and go, I have no idea how to go about this. I was abused. I was wrecked. Look what it has done to my life. Yeah. Uh, they took advantage of me, whatever the case may be. I have no idea how to do this. And the Father goes, I know how. And because you've turned to me, I'm, through this process, I'm going to give you the grace in order to do it. Okay, last question. Yes. Um, so this is something that we did not talk about before. Okay. In terms of forgiving ourselves. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's honestly, sometimes it's a lot easier to forgive someone that's abused us or been malicious <laughs> right. and terrible to us right. than to think, I've done some terrible and malicious and horrible, horrible things. Even if I just thought them, I'm so ashamed of them. How, yeah. do, I, how do I get over something like that? And that is such a... I, I dealt with somebody on this yesterday. Uh, I don't know that there's a concrete answer. I think it's a process, mm. especially to the level that, first of all, how deep was the wound and close was the relationship? And two, how, how, much, was it, how much of it was premeditated? Mm-hmm. How much of it did you walk into the situation knowing that you were going to do something, even though Holy Spirit was in your mind going, or in your heart going, don't do this, don't, don't do, do this, that, and huh? you still did it. Mm-hmm. And how much humility do you have? How much forgiveness have you offered to other people? Uh, I think if we do not offer forgiveness to others, it's very difficult to, for us to learn to forgive to, uh, forgive to ourselves. But the bottom line, I think it comes down to this. I think I truly believe that each person on the planet is trying to live their best life. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that, mm-hmm. or I have lose all faith in humanity. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I believe that people are trying to live their best life, and we're trying to do the very best we can. Yeah. With this, the world is very difficult. Yeah. Right. And uh, at the end of the day, whenever I make poor decisions as a parent, as a friend, as a pastor, as an advocate, whatever the case may be, uh, I have to lay my head at the pillow on my pillow at the end of the day and go, God, I, I don't think I did this part right. Will you cover it with your grace? Amen. Will you make it right? Ooh. Will you use the wrong that I did and turn it around for good? And then if he says, well, yes, but you need to go to this person, then I need to be obedient and do that. Amen. Yeah. But I think that's where I think it all comes from. I think it all comes from how we serve people. Yeah, that's it's awesome. very difficult for us to serve ourselves if we're not serving others. 
That's awesome. And so that's actually a good segue because uh, I'm about, we're about to talk to Rick Hale about this too, but uh, but we have a brand new series coming up called mm-hmm. Being Happy. Happy, happy, happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. about all those uh, uh, reciprocal or one another verses. And stuff. Yeah. Wow, Kevin, thank you so thank much you. for your time. I enjoyed it. Happy New Year to you. You too. So, Rick Hale, thank you so much for uh, coming back with us. By the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year as well. Thank you so much. Hey, we just got finished talking with Kevin about his message, Um, but uh, we we just barely touched on happy. Can you give us some more information about what is happy and why are we doing this? I think the question that, that confronts us today is, where in the world can a person find happiness? Right. Uh, the circumstances in which we are living right now with the pandemic, but also just personal issues and health issues, financial issues, uh, the fear of the uh, and the uncertainty yeah. of our future. Uh, how can we possibly find happiness? Well, could it be that we're looking for happiness in all the wrong places? Hmm. Here's where this series goes, Sean. We're going to talk about how do you find happiness regardless of the circumstances. And I've got to tell you that the whole series is inspired by Max Licato's new book, wonderful book called How Happiness Happens. So we're going to spend six weeks. I want to think of it like a road trip. Okay. And we're going to go in search of a place called happy. We're going to see six mile markers along the way and hopefully as we hit these mile markers we will learn a little bit more of how to find happiness and I want to be upfront with people uh, in this series uh, we're going to go down a road less traveled mm. because we're going to find happiness is not found when we seek happiness in and of ourselves but when our focus is on making other people happy. Wow. So there's the focus of the series. By the way, we have Max Licato's books available. We're asking for a $10 suggested donation. Mm. If you don't have the money, that's okay. We want you to have a book. You can pick one up on Sunday or come by during the week, 830 to 430. We have them available in the lobby. We have really fun uh, t-shirts, happy t-shirts. <laughs> uh, we have yard signs. You can help spread the word. Yeah. And really, Sean, what I'm asking people to do is either come and attend either in person or online. Yeah. Roswellgrace.com. It's real easy to come read the book, but don't just go on this journey alone. Take mm. a friend. Invite somebody to join you. Get in a small group. We're going to have in-person small groups. We're going to have virtual small groups. They meet all during the week, all different times. Or you can even start your own. That's fantastic. So we got all the resources. We are ready to go. And it all happens this Sunday, January 3rd, when I kind of lay the foundation. We're going to talk about how happiness happens. Fantastic. You know, I, th- I think about the, the parable that Jesus gave about the, the, the woman who lost a coin and then found it. And uh, she was so happy, she invited all her friends to celebrate with her. And I think that this is something that we can do. If, if you think that you have found, audience, uh, uh, the happiness that's in Christ, well, let's discover it some more 
and join in. Bring some friends with you. So Thanks, Sean. Amen. All right. Thank you, Rick. Thanks again for being with us today. We hope that you have been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments at info at roselgrace.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And do us a favor by sharing this podcast on your favorite social media platform. For more information about Grace Community Church, visit us online at roselgrace.com. Until next time, may the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus be with you.